0: Good evening and welcome to our show.
1: Thanks for joining the Cherry Ice Cream Smile podcast, a place where friends who just happen to be Durannies get together to talk about our love of music, pop culture, concerts, and of course, our favorite boys, past, present, and future. Hi, this is Suzanne.
2: I'm Jody. Hi, this is Stephanie. Hi, this is Deanna. Hi
3: everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast. We have a special guest today, our face for today, the amazing, extraordinary, graphic design, extraordinary jack of all trades, Miss Patty Palazzo joins Yay. us today. Hi, Hi Patty. Hello, hello. Welcome. Hello.
4: Thank you. That was really nice. Thank you. <laughs>
3: Well, it's all true, (laughs) but we're so excited to talk to you, and we, especially this week, We really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule because you've had a pretty incredible week this week. Some guy named uh, John Taylor dropped his (laughs) uh, Rio Dream Base this week that you had a part of. And you dropped this amazing T-shirt line that we love to wear called Punk Masters. The new collection came out this week. (laughs) Let's get into it right away. Tell us all about it. Where do I start?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, first, John left town and left you to do all this by yourself, right? Yes, he did.
4: He skips town to yeah. go <laughs> across to another country and do band things. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, um, no. It, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I actually, unfortunately, you know, it didn't work out where he was able to make it to the NAM show for the bass release. But, you know, we did, uh, we did a lot of stuff before he left and had everything ready to go. Certainly while he was here, he put a lot of time into it. And yeah. it shows. And, yeah. It shows. How long was that process? Well, We started, I started the design over a year ago, and I think it was even before that when the idea of doing a signature bass came into play. And that was through, I think it was Bernie that put the original idea out there. And he, it was through another friend of John's. They they kind of turned him on to Dingwall, and John fell in love immediately with the basses. Then after him playing it a bit, I think Bernie sort of like tested the waters with the idea, what about a signature bass. I think he, I think he went to Sheldon, Dingwall, and then he went to John. And then, you know, everybody was game. So it it was I I'm Gosh, I, 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 it was maybe last February, January, where John, you know, started talking to me about, you know, what is this going to look like?
1: And how how did it become like the Rio bass and not just a John Taylor bass? Was there he, a story to that? Yeah, he
4: he just, he had that in his mind. I, I don't know whether it sort of stemmed from, you know, the Rio, the anniversary of the album, but he, you know, I remember one of the first things he said to me is, you know, I... I just have it in my mind. I I, I want to call it the Rio Dream Base, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I, I I love that, and and I think it's, I mean, what I what I also thought was so cool about that is is it him, you know, taking ownership of his playing and like. I mean, what an iconic line yes. that is! First of
0: all, exactly. Yeah, um,
4: you know Rio. You know, and I and it was kind of cool that he, you know, I felt like he was finally taking ownership of himself as I would say an underrated bass player. And so it, so you know, that was like our starting point, Rio Dream Bass. And so it's like, you know, he sort of, you know, he said, you know, we had conversations about, you know, obviously the look being inspired by the Rio album, but not being obvious. Yeah. And 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 making it someone that, you know, not just for someone, you know, someone that may not be that, that, you know, may love his his bass playing and but is not like a massive Durani but appreciates their music. But, you know, doesn't want like, you know, something so overt on their bass. So, yeah. Um, So her
1: face was not on the bass, clearly, but you had beautiful the the, the beautiful colors and just kind of the design aesthetic starting with that piece of art that I think was fantastic. Absolutely.
4: Well, and that and was it when own. I sat, yeah. I mean, I sat down, you know, he kind of, he, you, usually how we work is we talk about it and then I'll go away, put stuff together. Then we'll come back and sit down and sit at my computer and look at what I've got and then, you know, collaborate and go from there. And so I started, you know, I did a version with what we see with the two stripes going across. Like, mm-hmm. like to me, I was like, oh, like, this could be really cool. And then, and I initially did it on the pink, the the burgundy pink. I did another version where, you know, on the album called, cover how it's got like those five white stripes yes yeah. yes yeah. Yeah. yeah I did a version with that as well playing around with that which was it, it, I mean that was cool too but there was something about like the two colors and it was you know I mean I think any any fan that sees that you you know exactly where it comes from right um, you know and then and then it went into play with the colors and and I put together I think I did like five colors of the bases there was a there was a purple color too that we didn't use a light purple but all in that palette from Rio and you know we knew the pink one that was the one but you know the cream the black and the green you know we're like sheldon can we do all of these <laughs>
1: <laughs> and what's at the very at the very top like yes there's, what's going on yes. with the black and the cream the Cranberry on the thing. head yeah
4: that that's called the head and it's actually the r the typeface the the r from the the rio okay the rio okay oh. it's that r and it's overlaid on the head and so it's kind of abstracted you know that was kind of a fun idea i thought of you know i thought well, just let me let me lay because because that was the other idea like the r being such an iconic type and and show oh, yeah. form of that and i thought you know well that would be interesting on the base but it didn't work on the body but I'm like what if we overlaid it up here on the head and we loved it because it is an abstraction but when you see it it's like you you know yeah and and it's not going to be obvious to everyone but it's kind of cool it's kind of it's been kind of cool explaining it and then you know having everybody go oh I see it
1: (laughs) and then what what about the the little easter egg there in the neck Yes,
4: on the the 12th fret is the I symbol from the Rio album designed by Malcolm Garrett. And that original idea came from Bernie Guerra john's tech that's awesome
3: hey bernie how are you yeah (laughs) shout (laughs) out to bernie (laughs) yep we love
4: bernie bernie's the best (laughs) and yeah when we were showing when i was presenting sheldon our renderings we were all sitting there and then at one point i was talking with bernie and he said you know what about that that eye symbol from the album you know could could we do that on like that on the 12th fret. And I was just like, Oh my God, Bernie, that's a really cool idea. (laughs) And then it was a matter of, you know, seeing, you know, asking Sheldon, can you guys make something that's a little more intricate like that as an, as the inlay and they did it. They nailed it.
3: Yes, they did.
4: yeah. It's so that, brilliant. that is like, Looks yeah. really and that's awesome. another one of those things where it's like, if you know, you know. Right. But yes. even if, even if you don't,
3: it's just, it's like, what is that cool little thing right
4: there? You know? Exactly.
3: Yeah. And then that may yeah. allow the person that's, that has purchased that base to go and do a little research. Yeah. Um, and bring them back to the Rio album if they're not yeah. familiar with it. I know that sounds impossible to think that someone might not be familiar with it. Right. But maybe but... someone purchasing it might delve into yeah. the album. Well, yeah, and, ho- and that's true. I mean,
4: you know that. I mean that because that little eye symbol is, is, you know, that's just like a smaller little thing on the album, and maybe not everybody has paid attention. I mean, I, I know the band has used it on many other occasions too, but I mean, what seems obvious to us, I like guess, not everybody. Uh, yeah, may
0: you know, may see that. Such a great balance between, like, to your point, Patty, about yeah, not being so overt, right, yet still acknowledging and having these little Easter eggs and elements like design wise, it's it's just right. an amazing, you know, base and obviously the mechanics of it as well and the look and feel and all of that. So it's, I mean, it's, it's just a, a perfect balance. Appreciate
2: the tie into kind of, you know, 1982 and Rio and then mm-hmm. the additional graphics that you have shared Yeah, everything well, that's, came out with like the yeah. Miami Vice kind of look yeah. and all that, how that goes <laughs> yeah. so well together.
4: Well, that was part of our, and there's actually a lot more coming. You know, we, we did the initial photo shoot with, um, photographer Kristen Burns, who we love, gotta give her a shout out. She photographed John's book cover. Oh,
0: and, oh nice. Okay, yeah, cool.
4: yeah. And has, and has done various, like she photographs the band a lot of times when they're in town, you know, the Hollywood Bowl show and, and all of that. But, but yeah, so it kind of stemmed from, that photo shoot, you know, John, it was really cool because John, he, he really gave me a lot. He, he kind of gave me free reign on that to, to art direct. And, you know, I had a certain vision. We, we, knew, you know, we knew we wanted to, we wanted to go 80s with this, like modern 80s.
0: Yeah.
4: And then, you, you know, even down to like his clothing and with the Ray Bans, you know, it's like modern 80s, kind of what we were conjuring Fantastic. up. Fantastic. That's and, exactly what it is.
3: Yeah. The attention to detail, how everything comes back around. Yeah. Is what yeah. I noticed. Like there was a t- tie in. It's it's very future past.
4: Mm, Well, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, right. How perfect. And that, you know, when we, when we were doing that photo shoot, like John and I talked, we're like, we need to just let go full Malcolm Garrett. (laughs) with the promo on this. And, you know, the type, the Rio Dream-based type is the type. Well, it's not the exact font. I had to find a font similar and work it, you know, kind of finessing. Yeah. You know, once we got the photos narrowed down, then I started designing all these, you know, we'll call them posters. We, We originally had, The idea of doing like street posters like just doing this massive campaign of street posters which didn't materialize i'd Um, love i'd love to see some posters though they could go on my wall for sure yeah (laughs) i mean that's that's the thing Nowadays, it's, you know, Dingwall, they had at their booth, they had, like, these two um, vinyl banners that they, that like, they unrolled and, and used, which were really cool. But no one, you know, we were actually, we were, we were thinking about doing flyers, too. You know, we talked at one point about doing flyers and having them at, at the merch stand at Duran's shows. I mean, so much is done online nowadays that no one
3: likes to pay for printing things anymore yeah. if they're not absolutely necessary so maybe it could be like a postcard series when we were growing up back you know like we had the postcards of each like promo Mm -hmm. that could be an idea i mean
4: i'm all for that it's just a matter of who's going to pay for it and that is that's a thousand dollar question you know yeah Yeah. no one wants to know where you're coming from yeah yeah i mean believe me when i you know i mean john and i both you know when i designed these we were like oh god how cool would these look like as street posters and then the conversation with the flyers but it just you know it just didn't happen you know unless i want to like do it (laughs) pay for it myself i mean funny enough with um andy durandy andy gollum because you know he he contacted me about any printed material and i you know told him pretty much what I told you guys. I did let them know I do have all of the posters. I I still call them posters, but it's basically everything we're posting online, the digital series. You know, I tell them I have them all high res and Mm. I can send you that if you want to print one of each out for the archive. So um, I think we're going to do that so oh, at least fantastic. it's in there. Yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. capture that like right cool, and, like uh, billboard <laughs> <you know. laughs> Yeah, God, I mean trust billboard. me I would Like uh, some, I would Sunset so Boulevard <laughs> you know yeah I would so love to do that <laughs> and I would just like geeking out with that you know <laughs> so Patty, what was the yeah. you know
1: what was it like designing a musical instrument I'm guessing this is your first time that you've actually done that
4: actually we did back in 2006 when John was playing PV. we did a it was called the Liberator, the J84. And there was a guitar too. It was a collaboration with Peavy and Juicy Couture. That's when John and I were like in the thick of it designing Juicy Men's logos okay. and really doing a lot of that work. We did do a collaboration then. It was very, very different from this. You know, we did, you know, I did design the graphics on the bass. Um, it was more a it wasn't the model PV that John played, so I think it he only played it once on stage. It wasn't really it wasn't the bass that he normally used. So like with this dingwall, like John's gonna be playing yeah. this. Okay. Like all the time. That's um cool. but that one was more of like an entry level base. And we had designed a case and there was like an amp built into the case and it had all these, you know, other little accoutrements with it, a strap that we designed and even the, the hard case itself. Like we designed the graphics on that. It was, you know, it was like a I mean, I, I don't want to say it was more like a designer kind of thing because the base actually I have one and it actually plays beautifully. <laughs> it was just it was just a different experience than what we're doing right now with Dingwall. Yeah, that
2: one wasn't considered a signature or anything. It just it really by... wasn't. OK, it yeah. was
4: just like a collab, just like a collaboration. And and it was also you know limited edition. I can't remember how many they actually made. And it was sold in Neiman Marcus. Okay. Um, through like uh, I Juicy. Remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Through yeah, like it was it. more like through like the Juicy Couture outlet. It was branded as that. So you know uh, it was that was cool. It was cool and it was a lot of fun. But it's very very different than this one.
1: And this um, one already like sold out. Like in like I'm seeing on the <laughs> boards like in the first like I don't know five minutes like a ticket sale they were gone. Yeah. The, so uh, the it's crazy.
4: Well, and that's and. And, I'm, and we're, you know, we're going to be posting more about that this week because, you know, I want people to be aware, like, yeah, that, that initial one in the, they call it the cranberry color, which was just a limited run of 82. Yeah, it sold out in, I think it sold out in less than an hour. We were not expecting that. I actually, the other day when I saw it was sold out, I texted John and he did not believe me. He, he did not believe <laughs> me. <that sold> out. <laughs> oh. I, I mean, I know he likes to manage his expectations. Yeah. But you know, he he like texted back and he was like, What? And he's like, No, no. Are you sure like it just didn't like go to dealers and it's not I'm like, dude, it's sold out. It's gone. It's-
3: There's <laughs> yes. him once again not realizing how underrated and how appreciated a exactly. um, yeah, what- basis he is, like as far as what he perceives and like what yeah. people actually think. Yeah. And yeah. know. Um, right.
4: I mean, honestly, we didn't know what to expect. And and I I mean, even Dingwall, I mean, they were really happy. This is a whole new experience for them too. like, you know, with like Duran fans coming on board and and that audience, like they're not used to a whole other audience that's coming on. And then I'm guessing
1: the 82 was because of 1982 that's exactly how they picked the limited yeah
4: okay yeah well and so so right so that sold out but we have a black one a cream and a seafoam seafoam green Mm. that are coming out late summer and we're i'm going to be putting up some renderings of that this week some pictures and those are part of the production run they're a non-limited release so those will be coming out late summer and that's for any you know for everyone that missed out on this one you know those those are going to be available and they're pretty much the same base with the exception they don't come with like the case or the gag that this one comes with and um there's a couple of other features this one has like i'm getting technical here for a minute but it (laughs) has what it's called a, a hip shot it's a drop D tuner, so on the low e string it'll drop it down a note but the the other three bases will not have that not a huge deal, but they will have, which is the other cool thing about this, is the electronics inside the bass were, this was a first that right. Sheldon always wanted to do. It was done by um, the team at Rupert Neve, and Neve oh, is yeah. the, Rupert Neve was the guy that, that did, created the Neve soundboard that, mm-hmm. like, so many albums were recorded on, oh, um, including Rio, Oh, so nice. that was uh, yeah yeah. So yeah. that was the connection there too, and this again, like playing into like just capturing that whole sound as well. And so the product, the three production bases will have that in there. We'll still have that. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, so I, cause I, cause I've seen a lot of comments out there with people like, oh, you know, I'm bummed it's sold out. And I'm like, no, but wait, there's more. There's more coming. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's, it's coming. Right. You know, we, we, we really weren't expecting that to sell out. We have like all this promo still that we're rolling out. So I'm like, all right, we, we're just going to need to switch gears slightly and just let everybody know about the other three now. We're just going to have to hype those up.
1: And so, yeah. So we will be looking for this, this base on the tour this summer. And I'm guessing we may see John wearing Modern Love Voodoo on the stage. Can you tell us about some of the new shirts and the new yeah. collection? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean,
4: as far as John wearing that on stage, actually he's got, I mean, I don't want to say
1: other things up his sleeve too much.
4: He, <laughs> he is, he, his, um, stage gear this time, he's very into, um, Saint Laurent. Mm. And he has a couple of items from them, like he was not doing the t-shirt route this time mm-hmm. on okay. stage. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay, um, Nice. but what he is planning on doing, and this could all change, you know, I, I'm saying this now, this could all change, but what he was planning on doing was like extremely sexy, so I'm like, hey, you know what you do? Yeah. <laughs> oh, with you that. Can do that. <laughs> I'm I'm whatever like, you he does. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like
3: oh. you do that right there yes I, are we going yeah are we going back to i'm all i mean not that you want to spill the beans but are we going back to the suits because i'm i'm here for it that's when part of when that's i think of saint, of saint laurent <laughs> yes <laughs> yes
2: that's, it's gonna um, be a hundred degrees at most of the places is <laughs> well, we yeah, well, not well not in austin you know, he'll, be uh, he'll be inside in yes. Yes. There's, yeah, there's, <laughs> yeah same in dallas outside. so
3: br- so bring on the right. Saint laurent Right. Well,
4: and you know, I mean, he always starts out in the jacket, but like yeah. the shirts, some yeah. of the shirts that he's looking at to go underneath are, who? Yeah, so, <laughs> all right now. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, okay. We'll see what happens.
1: Well, well, um, well. back to you, Patty and Punk yeah. Masters. Do yes, so, you want to tell yes. us about <laughs> the new <Sure>. stuff? Yeah. <laughs> We're <laughs> a little distracted right now about thinking about yeah. JT on the stage, but... <laughs>
4: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> so yeah, the um the T. The new collection, yeah, the new that's... collection, it's fire. It's <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you know, it's 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 funny because whenever I I ended up opening the store a lot later than I wanted to, and that was because we were doing so much work with the base project, and and I actually just designed um a big part of Duran's merch line for their cool, tour. very cool. Nice. Um,
1: okay. yeah.
4: So there's like so there's there's some new stuff, and then we um there's a lot of there's some a really nice batch of retro designs that that I put together. It. And actually, John worked with me a lot on that too. So there's there's like a nice batch of, of that coming out too, I think. So that, you know, those two things took up a lot of time,
1: and I didn't get the shop open until much much later than anticipated. And how does the shop work? Like, what's your process with that? You you hand make all this stuff, right? It's I it's do. not like mass produced.
4: No, it is not mass produced. Basically, I hand screen print every single shirt to order. So as orders come in, what I'll do is um, like. For example, the Modern Love Voodoo, um, you know, I'll go through. I mean, I have a lot right now, so I have to break it down into portions and I'll go through and I'll be like, all right, how many Modern Love Voodoos do I have with white ink and then with pink ink? And so I'll batch print designs as much as I can. But then so, you know, so I'm so I'm printing them and I dry them and then I also hand print the label on the inside. Oh. Which is another <laughs> another setup. run, and, right? You have to put them all yeah, through the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm I'm actually like thinking in my mind right now. I'm like, how can I streamline this? How can <laughs> I do this faster? I haven't figured it out yet, but. Working on it. <laughs> so we. And that's yeah, okay so, because literally yeah.
3: all of your pro, all of your t-shirts and designs and sweatshirts and totes and postcard. I mean postcards mm-hmm. and stickers. Mm-hmm. Everything is designed with love. I mean, like that's, that's what's so great about it. You are a small business owner, so yes. But there's yeah, no, there's yeah. no there's no
1: totes and, right now, Patty. And I don't.
3: I, I, I don't wear t- I, I don't wear t-shirts, t- so I'm
1: I'm. Oh. I'm torn. I need something, Punk Masters. Maybe so. I need to do more totes.
4: I've always felt like, does, does everyone have enough totes? I don't know. I maybe collect, maybe I collect totes. Ones. Throw some totes in there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay. being selfish for a second, but <laughs> no, yeah. No, that's, you know, I'm always open to um, what else can I do. Certainly. Yeah. Well, when things calm down a little bit and I can catch yeah. my breath, I, I would like to look into, um, you know, doing, doing some new things. I actually have more ideas in my head too that I want to get out. John, before he left and I sat down, he's, you know, he's always been a great inspiration and he's really great for me to run logo ideas by. And, and before he left for the UK, I kind of, I sat down with him and I kind of told him some of the ideas I have working in my head. And he just kind of ran with that and just got me so pumped to like do a bunch of new stuff.
1: that's awesome
4: so i obviously can't right now because all i'm doing is printing yes but this summer hopefully i can i can catch my breath and work on some more new logos that i that i have in my head
1: well maybe then like i don't know if all of our listeners are familiar with your your backstory Mm -hmm. and you have done a lot of design with john over the years and i think that's kind of how you ended up where you are now can you give us a little snapshot of kind of how punk masters came about
4: yeah well um I moved out to L.A. in 1996, the beginning of 96, and I had just gotten to know John. It was back in Ohio. I was actually like screen printing in my basement with a friend, and we were just doing it kind of for fun. We had we had like a little T-shirt line. It, it wasn't anything hugely serious. You know, I knew I had my sights set on either like going to New York, New York City or L.A. And it was right when John was was starting solo, his solo work. Okay. And I got it was early days of the Internet. And I got a hold of his assistant at the time, Bev Raff, who was sort of managing like the feelings are good release and, and all of that. And I, re- I remember emailing her. I guess we were emailing then. Yeah, we were. <laughs> this was like 95. This would have been 95. Oh, and I was, wow. still, in, I was yeah. still in Ohio. And I remember asking her like she was saying you know he's starting up this record label and I just remember asking her out of the blue oh does he have a logo for the label and you know like what (laughs) <laughs> and she actually said, no, he doesn't. Would you like to send some ideas?
1: That's <laughs> wow. cool.
4: Yeah. That was, um, I was like, uh, oh, yes." Yeah. So she she kind of, she gave me some, the direction that he was actually thinking about. And I put a bunch of ideas together, sent them to her, and he ended up really liking one of them. And I ended up doing, it was for B5 Records. And I, so I ended up doing the logo for that and that was like 95 of oh, the summer and then getting into the fall he was doing those shows at the Viper Room with Neurotic Outsiders. Mm-hmm. And so I came out to LA, I hadn't moved out here yet, and I had a couple of friends and you know Bev said you know we'll come to the show and then you can meet John because I had done the b5 logo at that point and so I remember we went it was a neurotic show at the at the viper room and afterwards she brought me over to sit down with him and I remember he he, he said hey do you want to do a logo for my band <laughs> meaning neurotic outsiders wow, <laughs> wow. incredible yeah yeah
2: that was like holy shit yes <laughs> uh, yes <laughs> I remember I mem- all of yeah. this i was a member of the b5 blue board back then yeah <laughs> do, you, gosh, do yeah. you remember that crazy yes thing? <laughs> yeah
4: i mean it's so uh wow so ancient right i mean the, the just the technology
1: <laughs> so so are you are you a graphic designer by you know training I, you just stumbled yes. into it said so artists fine no, artists I, or
4: i um i went to kent state university i did their four and a half it was actually well they said it was a four-year program it was four and a half and it's now a five-year program ah, like there's okay. no way anyone's getting out of the design program in four years yeah so yeah it was a, it, it i basically have a bfa in fine arts um, with the concentration in graphic design very cool from nice. kent state nice. university so you know i knew i i always wanted to design for music that's like like what it, since the um, Notorious album, when that came out and that whole tour, the Strange Behavior tour and all of the merch on that tour, everything surrounding it like that mm-hmm. made me think I want to do this. That that wow. was the one that that's when it clicked for me.
1: Well, and didn't um, didn't John go to school as a graphic designer back in he did yeah the he had I think yeah. he had
4: two years yeah, yeah 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 he's definitely got the sensibility for sure yeah yeah yep yep that's
1: awesome is um, digital
2: your preferred method of doing art or do you prefer like any other kind come. of painting or photography or anything like that I I mean I'm so caught
4: up. In digital right now, I I mean, I guess screen printing is, is, that's my hands on, um, experience in doing art, which I've always loved the art of screen printing. So that's, that's really where I get it. I'd like to if I could, if I could like make the, the space for it to do a little painting. Cause I, right. you know, I did do that. Have
1: you ever done like one, of like a concert poster? Because I'm looking right now at my, on my wall and with Austin yeah. city limits, they have these posters that are just specifically for the ACL oh, right. tapings. Right. Yeah. Have you ever thought yeah. about doing like actual concert posters or is that just totally a separate thing?
4: I mean, it's it's totally a separate thing to get into. And I don't really have the bandwidth to focus. Yeah. To focus on that. I mean, I, I have to say, like Punk Masters has really taken over um a lot, a lot of it's it's I would say it's full time right now. Yeah. You know, and then and then, you know, when John or Duran come to me, you know, for for with a project or whatever, I mean, I'll I'll always hold space for that. For sure. Um yeah. But but I gotta say, like the time time wise I don't really have much time to focus on <laughs> anything else.
1: <laughs> so how did your Durani story start? I mean, if yeah. you were on John's like solo page, clearly you were a fan before you got on that solo page. So where did it all begin?
4: Yeah, well, it I mean, I did not really become a Big time Duran fan until it was kind of the power station. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, I, I remember, well, actually, I remember when, like, I just remember with Rio, and I remember hearing the songs on the radio, you know, I grew up in Akron, Ohio. So we, you know, got some of that. We weren't, you know, we we didn't have MTV yet until like, we didn't get MTV on our street until 84. <laughs> um <laughs>
1: But on your street, I did do, your friends have it like friends that live in another street? Did they have no, it? no, no, we were. Okay.
4: You know, I grew, I grew up in a suburb of Akron and at the time, you know, it's, it's suburbia, but at yeah. the time it was a little more rural. I guess where we were. And, you know, it took a while for cable to make its way out. I grew up in a town called Bath, Bath, Ohio, and it, it just took a little time for the cable to like, you know, come rolling down our street. Um But so, you know, I, I, I do remember like with Rio, I remember my friends, brothers, older brothers bringing the album to the bus stop. <laughs> and like everybody was like, look at this thing! Like it's so cool. And, but you know, I was still a kid. I was like, I, I think I was eleven, maybe mm-hmm. in '82. Yeah, I was eleven, '82. You know, I I loved music, but I i at that point because I, I was a member, I was a member of the Columbia Record and Tape Club. So.
3: <laughs> Very nice, <laughs> nice. Yes, Where yes. we all. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> and but I, you know, the whole Duran thing hadn't clicked yet for me. And it's like Seven and the Ragged Tiger, I remember. um Getting that cassette and my best friend who lived across the street had, I had, I had a Walkman or one, we had one Walkman between us (laughs) and the cassette of Seven Ragged Tiger and I remember her taking a headphone and me taking a headphone and us just walking around. That's awesome. Yes. Album in the summer. Uh, you know, I was obsessed with the reflex. I was obsessed with that song. But still, we didn't have MTV. I wasn't really paying attention to, you know, I didn't really pay attention to what they look like. I, I just wasn't. I mean, I remember a friend of mine was was obsessed with them at that point. And I remember at a birthday party, I got her a poster. <laughs> and Andy was her favorite which was ah, kind of funny Awesome. No, and uh and I remember I think I got her an Andy poster and I just remember thinking and you know this 11 year old kid or 11 or 12 and I remember thinking oh these guys there's so much hype. like uh, I don't, I don't <laughs> like that these
1: old guys
4: <laughs> they're so like, old like seriously like a 12 year old girl like I said that oh, what's wrong with me um, but then then it was like later it, later in 84 my a, another friend of mine started getting like teen magazines because she was obsessed with ricky schroeder
3: <laughs> as, <laughs> as you so should be now, in the plenty. 80s yes. uh, <laughs> not, not
4: now but in the yeah <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. not now is correct <laughs> the Ricker,
4: the Ricker did not turn out well um but so so she started you know i remember started looking at those magazines with her and that's i started seeing pictures obviously of duran and john and it was like whoa whoa wait a minute. <laughs> Let's, let's back up the car here I may processing. need to reassess <laughs> my opinion. And, yeah. And, and the two of us, we love doing pencil drawings. And she, I remember her, like, she used to draw Ricky Schroeder a lot. And, uh, and so I started taking to drawing John. Um, which is, this is so embarrassing. To John us. and Ricky <laughs> Schroeder. <laughs> it's really embarrassing, guys. <laughs> It's no awesome, uh, yeah. yeah. So, and then it was about that was like the convergence of when we got MTV. Okay. And, oh. and I, I remember the the cable man came and I would, and I remember asking, all right, which station's MTV? And he turned it on. Wild Boys came on. Oh man. And, yeah. <laughs> and then wow. So then, so then I started. Okay, so I, you know at that point I'm paying attention more. And then like the power station happened. Yeah. And that was like I'm just
1: obsessed
4: over that album saw them on that tour we did too nice. with michael yeah.
1: with michael DeBar because with michael day yeah robert Kitten yep. yep. tour tour well and i
4: remember when they were on saturday night live saturday night yes live. Yes. And yes i yes you know i had a tv in my bedroom and I can't remember, and I was actually really lucky because my bedroom was right over our living room and where the, the TV was with the cable, my TV was right above it, and my dad spliced the cable and ran it up to my room. You're
1: fancy Which back then.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, God bless him. I know why they did it. Yes. I know why they did it. So they didn't have to wash that shit. Well, yeah. Right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I got a job at 16 so I could afford to get my own cable. Like, that way oh, I had cable in my nice. room. And so there was no yeah. arguing with yes, my sister as right. to what we were going to watch or my mom. I totally <laughs> relate. Great. I just That's
1: watched great. Friday night yeah. videos. We didn't have cable. I was yeah. real well, that was, low you, tech. You know, we
4: had a local... <laughs> We had a local access station before we got cable that played <laughs> videos, which that was my lifeline. But <laughs> but yeah, so I remember when they, so they're on Saturday Night Live and you know, I was laying in bed and I just remember waking up the next morning and being so upset because I had fallen asleep.
0: Oh, and no. Oh, no. Oh, and we no.
4: know back then when that happens, well, you missed it. You, you missed yeah, it. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, no YouTube. Yeah. It's, it's gone. gone. It was years, years later when I finally saw that performance.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I recorded but, that on yeah, VHS. I recorded thinking. that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I missed
4: that. So, anyway, so, you know, it was the, the power station, that whole thing. And then, you know, I was in it by that point. So, That's awesome the, the three of them got back together to do Notorious, I was just like, yes. And that album, so that tour, Strange Behavior, was my first Duran show. Oh, nice. Very cool. And, oh, very nice. Yeah. And that was actually the show. It was right after that show where I asked my mom
1: if I could play bass. Oh,
2: oh fun.
4: Okay.
1: Nice. And so you play bass? I didn't yes. notice. Okay. I
4: haven't played and I'm, a, I'm really rusty at the moment. Um, I haven't picked it up in a while,
1: but, um, but yeah, I was, I played bass. I was in the high school jazz band. Ah, nice. <laughs> now can, can you play the Rio bass line? I, i Eventually I can. on I, the I Rio never, dream bass.
4: <laughs> well, that's, uh, that would be the, um, that would be the, uh, the dream the idea, right? Yep. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't apply myself enough to, um, to do that I mean once because I took lessons and and then once I got into college it was like so intense um doing design and art that the you know I just didn't have the time for playing bass as much as I wanted to so and and even now so every now and then I'll still pick it up but you know if I if I um get a if I end up getting one of these bases that that could change things
0: (laughs) so Patty we've talked about in previous episodes how Duran has influenced us in terms of like our love of art or creative or even career choices, would you say the same in terms of how you decided to pursue graphic design and, you know, just yeah. kind of going that route or, and, yeah. and also what were your other influences? Yeah. Well, to, to the first
4: part of your question, absolutely. 100% Duran definitely influenced as, as I had mentioned um, before the that album notorious and, and then the strange behavior tour and all of the merch and all of the design surrounding, you know, from the album to the tour. I like that's That was when I first really started paying attention. I was, that would have been 16 um, 87. And that, that's, that, that's when it clicked for me that this is something I could do. Um, cause I, I remember like Manhattan Design, Frank Alinsky, they were the ones that did Notorious and all the merch. And they also did like the MTV logo and, and, and a lot of stuff at that time. And I, I can remember I used to sit in my dad's office at home and pretend that I worked at Capitol Records and was doing design. And, um, that's I would awesome. like, sit <laughs> in this desk and like, pretend, pretend to like field calls and like, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
3: Love it! <laughs> that, you, you, we were <laughs> you were it,
4: manifesting. You were manifesting. I mean, at that point, it was like, oh, okay, Capitol Records—that's where you, you want to work in the art department, Capitol Records. You know, obviously, things things change <laughs> as, as years go on, but that that was sort of that was where it clicked. And then, you know, all throughout college, even like I knew—I mean, designing for music was was kind of it. And and after that, I I just remember sending letters, resumes out to like every single record label that i could think of and i actually ended up doing an internship with with the small label out here in la in 1994 before i moved out here that's incredible. um yeah but then well, but then you know the, the, the opportunity came up with john then like that that was just like a stroke of luck and timing was well, that
2: uh, your first job working for john and making these logos for him it yeah,
4: the, I wow. mean, you know, I mean, I had done, I, I was working with a friend of mine in Cleveland at the time, like we were just, we, we kind of had like a little design studio that, that, that we did like small local projects, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, the B5 logo and then subsequently the Neurotic Outsiders logos. Uh, those were my first jobs with John. And it was at that point when I moved out here and um, I ended up living down the street from him in Venice oh, wow. at the time. So a really good friend of mine lived in Marina del Rey, which is right next door. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I came out, like she was kind of showing me around and, and I found this place like a block from the beach in Venice. And um, it turned out John lived right down the street. So That's that was awesome. That kind of worked
3: out <laughs> <Yeah>. well. Yes. <laughs> in a weird way. It sounds like it was always meant to be. Yeah. Like it well, just always yeah, was meant I mean, to be. It's... Everything kept falling in place place for you and it in for you yeah
4: you know then john i remember the next project was the roxy music tribute album and he asked me about working with him on designing that and then bev his assistant left so i kind of filled in I, I, I kind of became a little bit of his assistant, and then he was starting all the solo work, so I was designing all of that at the same time. <laughs> so there was a lot of, yeah, a lot of intertwining.
1: And then, um, and then like, your art training, is that where the masters came in? Because the punk masters, you take, like, mm-hmm. master art and you put your spin mm-hmm. on it, right? Is that kind of how that came about?
4: That's, that's how that came about, but it actually came from, it, it stemmed from, all the years that John and I worked together designing men's logos for Juicy Couture, okay. I, I did a lot of the women. I actually did the main Juicy Couture logo with the two mm. dogs. Um, <laughs> and and I started, uh, like Gila brought me in early on, and I started doing the women's logos. And then when they decided to do a men's line, John and I kind of took took that on board. And so Punk Masters, when, when Juicy um, was sold, that's when I went. It was like 2000, 2008, 2009, when I decided, you know, I really love, like, doing this. Let me see if I can do my own line of T-shirts. Um, cause that, and that really established my aesthetic style, which cool. was, you know, go and, and, and what it really came from was going back to the master paintings. Mm-hmm. Because I had done, it was around that time, I had done an anniversary card for John and Gila where I took, oh, the artist escapes me i'm trying to think of the artist's name but i i had taken one of his paintings and then i punked it up and i and i and i put like neon and paint splatter and and all of that and this was before i had done my t-shirts and john i remember john like looked at the card and he's like this is fantastic he's like it's like a it's like a punk master <laughs> ah there's the name and <laughs> there you go then and you know what and i it hadn't like i was like oh yeah that's cool and it didn't like click at that moment, but then, cause I was still kind of using my name, perhaps like Palazzo, something with that. But mm-hmm. I, I remember John got me a meeting with a buyer at a clothing store out called Fred Siegel. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking with yeah. the buyer and he saw the, um, the punk masters cards that I had and he was like, he was like, what about that for your name? Punk Masters. He's like, I think that should be your name.
1: That's cool. Absolutely.
0: That's
2: yeah. And
4: I was like, hmm. And I, I remember like going back to John and he's like, yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. That makes sense.
3: <laughs> so yeah. So that's, that's really the origin of that. That's awesome. So Patty, yeah. a lot of people don't realize, I mean, they know you from your, um, your work, your graphic design and punk masters line, but mm-hmm. I kind of became familiar with your name because we all obviously collect tour programs mm-hmm. and I'm, we're very much about the details. So I'm yeah. always looking, <laughs> coming through a tour program and looking at the liner notes and the special mm-hmm. thanks and who did what, and your oh, name yeah. was always popping up. Yeah. That's how I feel like I I first heard about you. Um, no, so cool. working that's... with the band and yeah. with you know tour pro- programs and merchandise and design, like, do you go into a new tour and do you think, oh, I have some ideas for that? Or does the band come to you or how does the creative process get going for you guys with not only john but the rest of the band as well right they
4: um i mean with the band it's usually like if you worked on the album then you're probably going to be doing everything else surrounding that like the tour i mean the first big well, the first time I really started working with them, it was on, on Astronaut. They had, um, oh God, the name who designed the album because he, he worked with them way back in the day. But anyway, he, he was doing the album design, but, but they were, the, the photos that they had that it just, it wasn't quite working yet. And I remember John asked if I could play around with the photos and the coloring and, and, and all of that. And, and so that's, that is, was my contribution to that album. I, I kind of reworked the photos that were then placed onto the cover. Oh John Warwick, John Warwick, I think that was it, and so then you know for like the tour program for that, like I think John designed the tour program as well I wasn't asked um to to you know to do any of that then it, it was red carpet massacre that's the album cover that i designed yeah and mm-hmm. so i did everything for that whole campaign that and that was the first tour program i got to design which was a bit of a monster it was like this whole fold out thing it was it was really kind of amazing it was very cool it's very cool I remember Not that kind oh. of amazing it, it is amazing. amazing yeah yeah that yeah. yeah that that was like that was man that was like a tricky one just getting it just just getting it laid out so it would print correctly when you fold it out and the right things were on the right page and <laughs> um, but that was a lot of fun. That, that was actually very cool. Did you um,
2: have a hand in designing those clothes too? Because the clothes were yes, very specific. Yes. That whole, yeah, everything around that
4: for sure. Like the outfits that they wore, we actually, they were, um, made by Juicy, Juicy Couture. Mm, right. And I can remember like in the studio, like we were doing the paint splattering and we were doing the stenciling. Me and another guy, Aid, Aid Wood, who worked, uh, also with us at the graphic, on graphics at Juicy. Like he and I were like doing all of that to the, you know, with the jackets and the ties and the shirts that's um, awesome. wow. yeah which that that was super cool because that was just really cool to see them up on stage wearing all of that and you know so that yeah so i i, I did everything surrounding that but then you know the subsequent albums that it was um for uh all you need is now and 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 paper gods they've had dis- different designers working on them so really the tour programs like like rory mccartney who did future past did the tour program for this one but they'll you know occasionally like like i i helped with a lot of the photos that you know they used in that there was a lot of archival stuff that I had from John scrapbooks and you know
1: I, I'll I'll often get asked to help on something. Well, and uh, you're and you're, you said earlier you're helping on the merch for this next tour. Yeah,
4: actually the yeah the merch I actually tend to do a lot. Okay. Um, Paul Maxwell who runs Crew Issue who does all their merchandising he and I have a really great working relationship so he almost always comes to me you know when when they're you know wanting to do some new shirts for the calendars um all of that
1: well and then did you have anything to do with the super secret halloween show i think a little birdie told me you might have designed those secret shirts those shirts (laughs) yes god i love those shirts too and i'm like why don't you sell them online everyone loved the shirts they all wanted it and and we all wish we were there we were so sad we were watching like People's live feeds, and we like, "Oh my yeah, okay. gosh, that,
4: that show was just unbelievable!" Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. And those, like, I loved those shirts, and they 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 had a problem because they sold out of them the first night, which wasn't yes. even a Halloween show. Yeah, <laughs> and so they had to scramble. They were scrambling like getting them from like the warehouse. Like Paul Maxwell um, was was like they were like scrambling to get those for the next night, and and like it's just, you know I get it. Like Paul's like you know it was a one off thing. It's kind of cool to have a limited edition thing, and I'm like, yeah, but you should sell those online because those were really cool I love those (laughs) shirts yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, maybe it can yeah. be
3: part of a retro, part of the retro line, or like back, like you said, like a limited edition line. Yeah, that hey, yeah, or maybe they can like well.
2: they
4: can sell on every Halloween or something.
3: Yeah. Oh, maybe
2: so. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a great idea. patty oh. Besides that one, is there a design that you've made that's like sought after? You can't really get anymore. Would be worth a bazillion dollars if you found it on the street and that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I noticed mm. that the uh, rock and roll suicide came back. So, yeah, yeah. yeah so. I originally had that one on white and I thought let me rework it for a black shirt
4: because a lot of times like with when they're faces you have to do two different artworks or else you get that negative. It it's like in in negative, which actually yeah. works with the Susie design. Yeah. I love um, that Because one. there's mm-hmm. something ghost-like and cool about yes. that. But yes. it doesn't always yes. work with everything else. Yeah. So, yeah, so I reworked that to, to, to bring that back on the black. But, see. yeah, like, in terms of a sought-after design, you mean, like, a Duran? Like, a, a designer? Oh, no, just, any, just of any of the, your plot monsters. Of them that you've designed. Oh, I don't think any of mine will be worth <laughs> <laughs> You know what I do, yeah. actually, and this has a Duran connection, but we did do a limited line of T-shirts when John's book came out. Um, oh. we, we did. I think we did like eight shirts or something. Wow. You know, all all based, all kind of stemming from his book. Like analog youth was one of them. Yes. And like those were so cool, and that, and I still get questions about those if I'll okay. be printing anymore. Okay. And unfortunately, not because that, that was just a limited for a period of time for his book. But I do, yeah, I do get questions about those.
1: So what what are your other bands? Like other than Duran, you, you have the Susie shirt. So are you a big Susie fan and who are your other oh, big bands yeah, that you yeah. love?
4: Yeah. um, I mean, yeah. I
1: mean, Susie, how can you not? I'm going to wow. see her
4: at Cruel World. S- I'm super S- excited. S- that's, about oh, that's that. cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Gosh, I, you know, The Cure, I absolutely love The Cure. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. You know, I think we can all, I think we can all relate. Like, like, yes. like some of my top bands, I mean, you know, as far as like, you know, bands from our youth, um, like The Cure, Tears for Fears, like those are my other like top mm-hmm, twos. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I mean, I, I may think here. It's like my, my brain is not, functioning you know all the stuff that we all grew up on absolutely as far as like modern bands go i mean you know i love lizzo i love cannons i love a, a lot of kind of more obscure like electro stuff like if i started throwing out names i don't anyone <laughs> would really know Try us. <laughs> washed out the internet oh tame yeah, impala everybody knows tame impala yeah um, yeah
3: i like washed then, out too as well
4: yeah okay cool yeah uh, but you know i'm really getting into like lately i mean we we'll, I was going to say prince but that whole like the daz band and yeah. um zap
2: mm-hmm. and
4: you know that whole like 80s kind of um the
1: 80s R and B funk, like, like I just the can't min- get the it Minneapolis that. sound, I guess. Yeah, okay. well, I the
4: mean, Minneapolis sound, yeah. but um, th- just that whole, um, you know, again with like with like the Daz Band and 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 Zap and just that whole uh, late seventies, early eighties yeah. um, era of of that kind of R and B funk. Uh You know, I I, I mean, I just it's it's funny because John and I when the last couple months like we were kind of geeking out on a lot of that that whole feel that's um, awesome you know i, I mean actually chromio who I yeah love, who i've loved for a long time and then it was funny i was like oh my god atlanta's dating the guy in chromio that's <laughs>
1: the <way. laughs> by the way
4: <laughs> yeah. but you know a lot of like if you look at their influences too like just that that, that whole like vibe that whole sound yeah it's yeah. like i'm just like in love with love- know, like 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 it's like the bit you know for me like i've always been attracted you know a lot of people are like lyric people a lot of people are guitar people. I have always been, even, you know, pre-Duran, I've always been, like, rhythm section, bass and drums, give it to me. Like, yes, that yes, yes, me. yes, yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. Dialog
4: into first on any song. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: You know? Agreed. Yeah. Well, yeah. we have loved talking to you today, Patty. This has been amazing. Yeah, well, I, Anything I'm to, like, it. wrap up? Any final thoughts or any final questions, girls? We've gone a little long, but of course we're going long because Patty <laughs> has so much cool stuff to tell us. Oh. So um,
2: Oh, I had a question about the Rock Hall and how you felt yeah. being at the Rock Hall ceremony. Oh, Just as a longtime fan and watching all of that, like the yeah. whole thing go down, how, how was it for you? I mean, that was incredibly special.
4: It's always been, you know, this thing like, oh, the Rock Hall, so dumb, you know, like whatever. It doesn't matter. And I think that was like the guys in the band. I know that was like John's attitude, like, you know, again, to like temper your expectations. But then, you know, when it actually happens and they get the nod yeah. and then you're sitting there and, you know, and they're getting inducted like I, you know, like at the Rock Hall, you know, which which started in Cleveland. I remember going to like the groundbreaking, like the 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 first concert, like it was like in 95 yeah. where they had like That's a big cool. concert there. Yeah. And uh so it was, you know, kind of cool, like coming from there. And, and you know, this thing had been in the works for so long. But then, yeah, like sitting there and then seeing your band go up there yeah. and and just, you know, and, and like St. John up there was really that was a moment. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. so proud and so yeah. happy you know, of course it was bittersweet, but it was just, yeah, I, I mean, it was, it was at the same time, like, and you, you probably, you guys probably felt this too, where you're just like, it was like, not like a, like a gratification, like a told you so, but kind of, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah these yeah, guys really. are worth it. And, and they deserve this and, right. you know, seeing them up there on stage that, you know, they're playing their instruments, they write their songs. They've been doing this for so long. They've persevered. They're extremely talented
3: and, you know, fuck yeah! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Every, everything that. you just said, we we felt the yeah. same way. Yeah. Like very, yeah. like I mean, we're we're not in the band, but there's this, just this validation yeah. um, that I think. Yes. All of us as a collective had yeah, yeah. is like you're like hell yeah this has been a long right. time coming it should have <laughs> right. it should have already happened but right. we're here now and guess <laughs> yeah. what you know you yeah, can't take that this, away from 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 exactly. them or us at yeah. this point exactly exactly
4: <laughs> it's like it's a big deal you know yeah and, it was and a big I think. Deal. You know, and I think John, like, I, I kind of remember him saying something to the effect that, you know, this sort of was for the fans. This was really, you know, he was like, this was this was great for the fans yeah. to be able to,
1: like, have this. Well, and we appreciated it. We were there. Yeah. We, yeah. We, all all five of us we, were there. You were sitting yeah, a little closer awesome. than we were, I think. <laughs> well, well, actually, yeah. Stephanie and Jody were on the stage. I don't know if you saw the people sitting behind. <laughs> yeah. They were in the little the, oh, behind, the behind little section. Right. Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> Oh, that's cool. How was that?
2: I mean, that must have been an interesting. I got to see Janet Jackson's behind. Yeah. (laughs) And and Dave Grohl's behind. We were were sitting far enough
3: back. We had the advantage of seeing over and looking Mm -hmm. down on them getting mic'd up and um, the special guests before they were coming out to the stage Um, and when they came off of the stage and you know getting demiked and going you know it just it was just a different perspective it's just that's cool yeah that's very proud yeah
4: yeah absolutely and yeah, I was sitting with Lori Majewski's husband, John. And um, you know, and he's I mean, he's as in it as we are to be able to watch that with him and then you know, and then Lori, like in her glory down there working it. I mean <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, she she was a she really had a hand in, in all of that too. Oh um,
3: that's awesome. Oh, absolutely, as did all of the fan community as we yeah. were working hard for that fan vote on the <laughs> daily. Right. Oh, we were. <laughs> I mean wake up Login, vote. Yes. Wake in, log in, <laughs> vote for like, didn't know what to do with ourselves after a couple like, of months. <laughs> it's so funny. So I, funny, I think George Michael's leading
1: right now. I just checked it the other day. So. I, was, I was
4: wondering. Yeah. Would... Oh, good. Well, they're trying yeah. to get him in. That's
1: good. Yeah. Yeah. He deserves that he does for sure. Yeah. He,
4: he, should, he should absolutely awesome.
1: get in. Well, thank yep. you, Patty, so much. You're this so welcome. has been thank so much you. fun to just yes. catch up, learn more about yes. you. Because. And, of course, the super fun Rio Dream Base. That yes, <laughs> is just so beautiful, and we can't wait to see yes. it in action. Like yeah. several times in yeah. Texas, we already have our I tickets. Um. <laughs>
4: like, I know he's got it's. It's like he's so funny because every day he's like, "Oh, you know, I think um, I can't wait to play that black one on stage," and then and then the <laughs> next day it's like, "Oh, that green one. That's gonna be <laughs> yeah. green one. And then, oh, that cream one. That one's gonna be fun." So you know, uh, when we were at Nam the other day at, at the Nam show. Uh, Bernie and I were saying, you know, John's going to need all four of those in his rig. Oh, yes. Oh, Ready to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it's going
4: to be like
0: game time decision. And <laughs> yes. it's like, oh, just right. that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, Patty, will we at least see you at Red Rocks maybe in August? Um, uh, Probably not.
4: At least okay. I, I don't have any plans at the moment. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, I, I actually, a, good, a childhood friend of mine lives in Denver. So that could be. Did you get fun, to go
1: but... and paper gods when they were at Red Rocks? No, I've never oh. been. Oh, you got to go. It's magic. You know, I know. It, 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 it is magic. It just looks
4: like amazing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I am going to the Portland show because I have family up there. Aww. My my nephew's wife, they had they first contacted me. and They're like, Duran Duran are coming. We want to, we're going to go. And I'm like, don't buy tickets. Hold on. <laughs> And uh, and I said, all right, I'm going to come up and go with you guys and my sister uh, and maybe her husband. But oh, fine. My, my nephew was actually he he doesn't play as much anymore either. But he was an extremely talented bass player. And he's met John a few times. I think he was like 18 the last time he saw yeah. John. So this I, I'm, I'm like, oh, you got to come. You've you got to see John. Oh. And now he's oh, also now he's all grown yeah, up
1: and married yeah. and everything. So, it's yeah, been, it's been a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's <laughs> Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Very
3: you know, nice. Thank you so, so much again, Patty, for taking yeah, the time. Yeah, this was fun. This was a lot schedule of schedule to to have this conversation with us. We, we really appreciate it. We admire it. your work. We have for the longest time, and we wish you every success no, and you. continued success with all of your adventures. Thank but you so we much. will um continue to support and shout out. We appreciate and let me, you. Let me give you a
4: congrats too on this podcast. I mean, Thanks. you know how great you guys have been like really killing it. Oh, I, think it's, so I, think it's, I think it's so cool that, that that you're doing this and keep doing
1: it Thank you for tuning in to the Cherry Ice Cream Smile podcast. We are so glad you could hang out with us for a while Please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast player and you could even ask Alexa to play us with the TuneIn app. Also follow us on Instagram and our brand new Twitter page. See you again real soon